welcome to the Minor and Landis Immigration Update Podcast, the podcast that keeps immigration professionals and non-immigrant foreign nationals working in the United States up to date. In this episode, we'll explain an easily avoidable mistake that can keep you from maintaining valid non-immigrant status. And that can create many problems, as you may already know. If not, we'll explain as we go along. Now, this article was written by minor immigration partner Lynn Walker. She has over 20 years of experience researching and responding to challenging cases like the ones I'm about to describe. One caveat before we begin. We at Minor and Landis value our clients' confidentiality very highly. The details of the hypothetical situations I'm about to lay out for you are based on a composite of many different cases we've seen over the years and represent no one individual client. So let's imagine this hypothetical scenario. You are a citizen of the UK working in the United States as a software engineer for a large tech firm. You are very busy, very much in demand at your firm, but there's a celebration back home that you don't want to miss. Your brother is getting married and you've been asked to be the best man. Well, that's a no-brainer. Of course you go home. You can't let your brother's daft mate Ian take your place. So you fly to London on a Friday, spend three whirlwind days with family and friends, and fly back. You are a frequent international traveler, so when you get off the plane in the United States, you check in with Customs and Border Protection, as you usually do, and you get your Form I-94 Arrival Departure Record. You're in a hurry, so you shove it in your briefcase among some papers, and you're on your way to find a taxi. You've missed only two days of work. Success! The date is August the 1st, 2019. Cut to the following year. It's now November 1st, 2020. Your grandmother is turning 90. The whole family is gathering once again for a celebration slash family reunion. It's a once in a lifetime event that you do not want to miss. But there's a problem. As your immigration attorney recommended you do before any trip outside of the United States, You check your I-94 arrival departure form and notice something strange. The date is wrong. Instead of being valid until November of 2021, as it should have been, the form shows you have been out of status since March of 2020. For seven months, you have been unknowingly working in the United States unlawfully. If you leave the United States now, you won't be able to come back for three years. That's the rules. How did this happen? And more importantly, what can you do about it? Even if you can fix the problem, will you be able to fix it soon enough to attend your family function back home? I'll give you the answer to that in a moment, but first let's consider another hypothetical scenario. You are a citizen of Canada. You don't travel internationally much, but because you don't live very far away from your place of employment in the U.S., you are able to shuttle back and forth from your job as a social media marketing manager for a mid-size advertising firm to your family in Canada for several brief visits every year. The last two times you returned from Canada to the U.S., once in January 2019 and again in May of 2019, Customs and Border Protection issued you a standard form I-94 with an expiration period of September 30th, 2021. Unfortunately, this put your non-immigrant status into dire jeopardy without you even being aware of it. 
You love your job, and your employer values your work. She offers to start an employment-based green card petition for you. Well, this is a dream come true. You feel your career is really taking off. There seems to be so much potential for advancement at this company, and more than that, you'll get to become a lawful permanent resident of the United States, which has already begun to feel like your new home. During the process of reviewing the employer's requirements, your education and experience qualifications, and your immigration history, Miner and Landis discovers something that could put all of your hopes and dreams in jeopardy. You have been out of status, that is, working in the U.S. unlawfully, for over a year. Were you to make a trip home to Canada in this status, you would not be able to return for 10 years. Even if you don't travel at all, your employer could be audited for a variety of reasons, and if this discrepancy is discovered, they could be subject to fines. At the same time, you would not be entitled to change or extend status, your visa could be automatically canceled, and you may face possible deportation. So how did this happen? And more importantly, in both of my hypothetical cases, if you are a foreign national non-immigrant working in the U.S., how can you avoid this happening? Well, as it turns out, it's actually somewhat simple if you can avoid making this one mistake, which I will explain in a moment. First, let me explain about two interlocking, or maybe I should say complementary documents that you must be aware of if you are a foreign national who has been admitted to the United States. In this case, we're talking mostly about certain employment-based classifications, the O1A, O1B, H1B, L1A, and L1B, but it can include others. So you have these two documents, your Form I-94 Arrival Departure Record and your Form I-797, a Notice of Action or an Approval Notice. While both of these documents are critically important and often contain similar information, they can be confusing as one determines the period of authorized or legal stay in the United States and the other determines the period of employment authorization. Did you catch that? I-94 shows how long you can stay, and the I-797 shows how long you can work. Sometimes the dates can conflict or contradict each other and put you out of status by causing you to overstay the period of authorization, as determined by the Form I-94, or working beyond the period of employment authorization listed on the Form I-797. Here's what's important to understand. Everything begins with the Form I-797. Let's just call that the approval notice from now on, just to make it easier. Authorization to work in the United States in O1A, O1B, H1B, L1A, and L1B is controlled by this form, the approval notice, which is issued by U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, USCIS, upon approval of a Form I-129 petition filed by a U.S. employer who has sponsored you to enter the United States to work. A foreign national may only work during the validity dates listed on the approval notice and may only work for the petitioner listed on that notice. So what's the next thing that happens? Well, you get a passport in your home country if you don't already have one, and then you apply for a visa 
based on the information in your approval notice, and then you come to America. It all seems very straightforward, but we're just about to get to the tricky part and the part where many people make an easily avoidable mistake. A foreign national is issued a new Form I-94 upon each entry into the United States and may secure their Form I-94 through U.S. Customs and Border Protection. The dates of the I-94 staying period should be based on the dates already established by the approval notice. In other words, you're getting a permission slip that allows you to stay for as long as you've been authorized to work. That makes sense, right? But here's the problem. All too often, mistakes are made when setting the dates for the I-94. Points of entry, such as airports, are busy, hectic places. The officers in charge are often tired and overworked. They're human, and humans can make mistakes. So while the information on the Form I-94 and the approval notice should coincide, we have found instances where the Form I-94s are issued with errors that have resulted in our clients failing to maintain status. Sometimes it's just a simple error, transposing two numbers or typing the wrong year. I mean, how long does it take you to remember to date your checks properly after New Year's? These things happen. Here's another way one can go out of status. Sometimes CBP will admit a foreign national until the expiration date of their approval notice or their passport, whichever date is earlier. So if your passport is expiring sooner than your period of authorized stay, that can be a problem too. We'll talk more about passport problems in a future podcast, but for now, I'm going to give you the solution to this problem, and it's actually quite simple. Here it is. Print and review the Form I-94 and provide a copy to your attorney upon each entry into the United States. That's it. Always, always, always check the dates on both forms and then text, email, fax, snail mail a Xerox, send a Polaroid by carrier pigeon, whatever you have to do to get it to your immigration attorney as soon as possible. I'm kidding about those last ones. Text or email is best. That way, if there's a problem, they can rectify it sooner rather than later and avoid a whole host of other problems. So for both of those hypotheticals I proposed, the cause of going out of status was not their fault, and yet the consequences for them would have been severe. So that's how you avoid falling out of status because of problems with an I-94. But what if you have already fallen out of status for any of the reasons we talked about? What then? Usually, USCIS regulations prohibit individuals who have failed to maintain their status from filing untimely petitions to extend their status. However, under a very specific provision of law, USCIS, in its discretion, may grant relief through a petition for something called nunc pro tunc which is a retroactive extension of status. In order to qualify for a nunc pro tunc extension of status, four things must be shown. One, that the delay was due to extraordinary circumstances beyond the control of the foreign national or petitioner, and that USCIS finds the delay commensurate with the circumstances. Two, that the foreign national has not otherwise violated their non-immigrant status. 3. 
the foreign national remains a bona fide non-immigrant, and four, the foreign national is not the subject of deportation proceedings or removal proceedings. In both of these kinds of hypothetical scenarios, and many others, Minor and Landis has successfully filed a nunc pro tunc extension of status petition on behalf of our clients, which USCIS approved retroactively. Now keep in mind that every case is different, and because a nunc pro tunc depends on the exercise of discretion on the part of USCIS, each case is unique and presents its own challenges. So for instance, in both of our hypothetical cases, we would have filed a nunc pro tunc petition as soon as possible. For similar scenarios, we have been able to file successful nunc pro tunc petitions, placing our clients back in lawful non-immigrant status, effectively erasing any periods of unlawful presence, enabling our hypothetical UK client to make his grandmother's 90th birthday party, and our Canadian national to adjust status to become a lawful permanent resident and continue her career. In the real world, problems like this can be more complicated than what I've described here. We just wanted to make sure you avoided the simple mistake that so many people make when returning to the U.S. Don't be in a rush. Examine that Form I-94 carefully, check it against your approval notice, and text or email it to your attorney right away. However, if you find that you have failed to maintain your lawful status for any reason, please contact Minor and Landis for a consultation to determine how we may be able to assist you in resolving your immigration issues. Thanks for listening. Disclaimer. The information contained herein is intended only for educational or informational purposes and is not a substitute for legal advice. Further, listening to this HR tip in no way establishes an attorney-client relationship between you and Minor and Landis LLP. Listeners should consult legal counsel for definitive advice regarding the current law and regulations and how those apply to your unique situation within your organization.